Hey, what's up? This is Matt Dietz, and this is Agency Launch. You can find me at www.agencylaunch.net, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dietz Agency. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm everywhere. Come say hello. Hey, this is part two of a series that I ran with a new agent named Zach Burke, who's crushing it. Um, could you do me a favor? Could you give this podcast a review? I would love you for it. If you would just go ahead and maybe go to whatever podcast platform you're you're listening to and search for the name Agency Launch and you know, write me a review if this is beneficial to you. I would really appreciate it. The other thing that you could do for me um, is go to agencylaunch.net. I'm running a deal right now where if you buy my tiny little mini course that you could buy with couch change for $5.90 on how to uh, how to use video email uh, to just market and sell better. I mean, if you're not doing this, I think you're falling behind. Anyway, right now I'm giving away a free hardcover book along with the course. I'm even going to cover shipping. Buy the course, get the book, and you'll sell more and you'll keep more. That's what you should be doing anyway. All right, so this part, this is part two of my interview with Zach. And he's just killing it right now. He started, he's four or five months into his career and he's putting up numbers that are making, uh, gosh, other agents who have been around for a long time go, what is this kid doing, right? So pay attention. So I ask him what he's doing, you know, to to get off to such a good start. And then, you know, Zach comes back and asks me a question on what is one thing that I would have done differently in my 15-year career. And that was a good question. And... um so listen to our answers and enjoy. There will be another episode out tomorrow, and uh, let's go from there. All right, you guys, keep up the good work. All right, you ready for your next one? Yep. So you're killing it. You're producing a ton of business early. You're taking advantage of what pay structure you have because it's inflated, and I know you're like, I don't want to leave any money on the table, which is a great mindset to have. Um, so, but you're succeeding in the place where most newer agents fail, which is finding people to quote. It's the hardest thing to do as a new agent. You know, you can run through your natural market in a week and then you're like, well, uh oh. Um, So how are you finding your leads? What, what is your, how are you succeeding right now in, in, in having such high quote volume? Because it's the one question that all new agents want to have answered. Yeah, and it's a it's a bit of a complex question, and it's evolving honestly for for me here in month five ish. Um, early on, it was my personal network, um, and just a quick plug: I'm taking Matt's um, agency launch training class. I'm in the first month right now, um, and a lot of the things that I'm learning uh, from the the course are things that. I've, I've kind of started to do, or I've done a little bit of, but I have also learned that I could do better in some areas. And it's also been a reminder. Um, so yeah, I gotta be active on social. Um, even just, I have a large network. Um, I've been involved in coaching and playing sports at every level. Um, so I, a lot of times I'll spend an hour, um, going on, Facebook and looking at kind of like second or third level friends, I would call them and just shooting messages out, you know? Yeah. Um, 
the format, you know, you can play with the format, but I think less important than the format of how you ask is just volume, you know, right. sending out lots of asks. Um, who do you do your insurance with now? Uh, would you be open to me giving you a quote now? Um, and then in your course, you kind of outline back, you know, based on how they respond, you can kind of decide, cut your losses and run or, you know, take Chase. it to the next, take it to yeah. the next level. Yeah. Um, so I've gotten a ton that way. And I've been surprised those second and third level people um, seem to honestly go better a lot of times than like my closest friends and family. And I was told that early on, it would be like that. And still to this day, it surprises me that it is like that. Not always, but um, yeah, you know, the one, if you can't ask for someone's business, then you're in the wrong business, right? Like you have to be able to ask. And that's the hardest thing because you're putting yourself out there. You're putting yourself out to be shot down with, with every time you ask a question, but you have to be comfortable with that and you have to expect it, you know? So it's a total volume play. Like you said, like if you ask 10 people a day for a quote, you're going to get a percentage of them that will say yes. You know, if you don't ask any, you're not going to have anybody to quote, you know? So it's important to set your goals, write them down. You know, I'm going to quote this many a day. Um, And the, the grind is you have to do it every day or every week or every month, however you, however you set your goals up um, because the clock resets every month. And I'm the, the people that succeed in this business when that, when it resets to zero and you have zero policies for that month, you have to be invigorated by that. And you, you can't be like, Oh God, I got to do this again. You know, cause it never stops ever, you know, so you gotta be like, all right, we got a fresh zero on the board here we go. So um, that has to be something that excites you instead of defeats you, you know, so. That's so true. And it's, it's such an up and down business. You know, I messaged you on Monday. I think we had just an enormous Monday afternoon yeah. and it was, it's kind of like the start of our company's month, right? Our, our company does a little bit different. It's like mid month, mid month. Right. And I'm looking in my CRM at my projections and I'm all fired up. And now the rest of this week has been a little slow and it's just, it's interesting how it ebbs and it flows. Um, but if you're putting in the work, um, it's always going to be there. You know, you just, you just have to put in the consistent work and to your point, like when times are hard and the pipeline is lacking a little bit, do you get defeated or do you go out and get invigorated by that and think how, what do I need to do in every way possible today to fill the pipeline back up? Yeah, it's true. There are total ebbs and flows. And my agency does that too, where we'll find weeks where we might not write a whole lot, but we're filling the pipeline. And then the next week we write it. And then that's, that's a pretty common cycle, you know, um, where you'll write and then you'll quote and then you'll write and then you'll quote. So it's just something you have to kind of understand by feel. Um, but the, con- the consistency is the most important part. You always have to be prospecting because you want the pipeline to be as, as full as you can handle it, you know, so. Absolutely, here, I'll fire another one at you here. Um, what is one thing you do differently in your insurance career if you could go back and change it? Yeah, that's a good question. I thought about that. A lot of the things, so many of the, the lessons that I've learned and the things that have got me better have been mistakes that I've made along the way. Um, things that didn't work, um, things that, or, or things that did work, you keep doing the things I didn't work. I, 
you know, I, I stopped doing. I look back and I, I was like, I don't have any like too many hard regrets and like, man, I really wish I did this differently because it would have changed the trajectory of my, of my business. The trajectory of my business has been healthy the whole time. Um, yeah, I've made some mistakes and I've done some things, but the mistakes that I've made have only made me a better agent. But the one weakness that I've had that I really had to work on that took a long time was firing employees that weren't a good fit for me. I've kept some employees much longer than I should have. And it's just because I take employing people very seriously. You know, if I have somebody that I've hired, you know, I, I feel like it's my responsibility to help provide for them, you know, and make sure that they get paid and that they can take care of their family and their children and things like that. I had a woman who had, who was a single mom of twin teenagers and, and she was struggling at some point and she kept struggling. And I, you know, I hit a point of no return. I'm like, I know I'm going to have to probably let this person go, but how do you fire a single mom with two twin teenagers? You know, it's just, it, it, I would lose sleep over this and it really weighed on me. Um, I bought an agency 10, 11 years ago and, and I kept the employee that was there. Um, and it, it was not a good fit. And I kept, she was with me for like three years and that was about two years too long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I always felt like I could help train her up. Um, I always felt like I was one step away from something clicking with this employee that would make her the kind of employee that I needed. But some people are hardwired in a way and you can't train them to a point where they're going to be compatible with your goals and what you want. And so I've had to work really hard and getting comfortable at, you know, setting the table for, for getting ready to let them go if they're not going to hit certain numbers or do certain things. And I've learned that, you know, if you're going to fire someone, it should never be a surprise to them you know, the expectations have to be laid out early. They have to be monitored. You have to talk about them. And there's a process to, to letting someone go. But um, so over time, I've, I've refined my systems where I've, I think I've been able to hire people that are better fits for me. I've gotten more successful in the type of people I bring on, which is hard. Um, but I would say the one thing that I've done is that there have been two or three employees that the writing was on the wall there were red flags and I didn't, I didn't respond fast enough to let them go. So plus I run a really lean shop. I have two people that work for me and I've got a big book. And so when I let someone go, it changes the way it changes my role in the agency because it takes me six months to a year to get someone really up to speed in my agency to get them doing what I need them to do. And so if I let someone go and I have to bring someone else on, my role changes for like six months and that's hard for me. Um, but it's important. Um, and it happens. It's, it, you have to do it. So, so I would say getting better at, um, at letting people go has been the one thing that I wish that I could have done better early in my career. So, so there you go. Yeah. I gotta be honest, the staffing, you know, like I said, right now, it's my wife um, and she's learning still just like I am, to be honest. Um, 
but the staffing thing scares me a little bit um, because I think I have a similar personality to you in a lot of ways. It would be an enormous challenge, um, you know, when faced with some of those times when people just need to go, um, but you feel bad, yeah. right? Because, yeah. It's hard. Staffing's probably uh, the toughest thing um, in running an agency. Uh, it's hard to find good people. It's hard to find good people who can sell. Um, but I will tell you that when you do have the right team in place, it is so much fun and it's so satisfying because you've got a team of people that you enjoy spending time with, um, that are working hard for you and with you. And if you can make it collaborative, so they feel a part of kind of the bigger picture and they're not just answering phones and selling policies, but they're involved with some of the decision-making, um, and if you can come into work every day and be excited and see your people and be happy, like there's nothing better than that. And it will allow you to do what you do well and what you enjoy doing. You don't want to do, you know, you'll want to delegate all the stuff you don't want to do. That's what your team is for. You know, you don't want to be answering the phones or I talk a lot about that in the course about delegating and how important it is. Um, so, but having the right team, if you're going into work, and you're dreading seeing somebody, that's like the biggest red flag. Mm. Like you shouldn't be uncomfortable going into your own office. Like I realized, I'm like, why do I hate going to work right now? That this is, this is crap. This is my business. I shouldn't hate going into work to, to work with this individual for eight hours. And is that how it was during that three year example you used? That happened twice. Yeah. yeah. And, oh. it's, and when it happened the second time, you know, my decision was, was accelerated quite a bit. I was like, uh Oh, we're here again. Yeah. You know, and you have to do your thing and you have to talk to your people and you have to try and fix it. But if it's not fixable, then you've got to start setting the table to get them out. So, 